Prince Omicron. Falcon hates puns and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Hello and happy podcast to you. <laughs> In the festive spirit again, I see. Yes, I hope this podcast day has found you healthy and well. Alright, now you sound like a Hallmark card. Uh-huh, that's the idea. Someone's gotta do it. Yeah, but Hallmark can do it. You don't have to. I mean, I don't know. People kind of expect it from them, but I feel like unexpected Hallmark from someone that you don't expect it from is more powerful, yeah? Is that supposed to be powerful? Just for the unexpectedness of it, right? Like, you pay more attention to it than if it's just a random Hallmark commercial. I mean, we don't get Hallmark commercials, so... What, you just have the cards down there? Don't you have the TV I station? I don't think we have the cards. What? How? So this is just you knowing American culture? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Fine. I guess I'm feeling that way because there was like eight inches of snow on my driveway when I got home from work today. It sucked. Mm. So this morning on the way into work, it's kind of cold, but overcast, but nothing too weird. It's been like that. It's late November, so whatever. That's how it is. And as I'm driving, the other coming in the other direction, there are these three trucks laying down salt. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they know what's coming. I did not know. Now I'm aware. Now I'm sad. <laughs> yeah. So, no, yep. About 11 a.m. starts snowing. Still snowing now at 7 p.m. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's oh. wonderful it's not the best so I don't get home from work until like 5.30 and my kids are there around 3 because they get home from school so I try to bribe them to be like hey guys if you shovel the driveway I will pay you I will pay you upwards of like $10 each to work together here uh, nope they were not interested <laughs> so no work had been done, been done when I got home and it was just blah, hated it Hate shoveling. It's the worst. I mean, this is a first world problem, right? My driveway is so big that I hate shoveling. So, <laughs> anyway, I mean, if you're, I, this is something I kind of missed from renting. There are not many things I missed from renting, but having snow removal done by somebody else was really nice, to be fair. Okay. But on the other side of it, last, I mean, I can count on about two hands the number of times I really had to shovel last winter. So, it's not like it's every day. It's not like we live in the Yukon and it's just snowing constantly. Mm. So, I mean, this is one. So, I just got to count it down. This is like one of seven and probably eight. If we have a really bad year and it turns into like 15 or 20, I'm going to be super mad. <laughs> but as it stands, this is one. It's, we got all the way to late November without any kind of snow. So, I'm kind of grateful for that. There's been other years where it's, you know, late September, mid-October we're dealing with this. So... We made it almost to December. I can't complain too much. Okay. The end. All right. Yeah. So I am feeling tired, and it's not, it's I'm not in a great state right now, but I'll be fine. Is the is the idea here? Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> okay. So no reaction from Summercron. Um, let's see. We should talk about something he actually just, has experience with. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never seen enough snow to shovel, right? Like, <laughs> you've seen it on TV. You yeah, know okay. what it looks like. Yeah, but uh, like, it, TV doesn't convey how heavy it would be to shovel all of it and how tiring that would that would make you. Like, I've never. That's actually a good point. And it's, like visually, you can't tell. It's not until you actually like pick it up. Mm. That you know how heavy and wet it is. Sometimes it looks really bad, but it's like fluffy and easy. Fair enough. This was wet. Plus, I don't know. Plus, our next door neighbor was moving. Which, oh, yeah. Worst, worst time to try to move. They've got their truck out there, and they're loading stuff into it, and it is just dumping snow on all their possessions. <laughs> and then it's been there for so long, they can't get out of the circle <laughs> because it snowed so much around the truck. It's just uh, ice at this point. That's funny. It was fantastic. Really good day. Hmm. So anyway, so I'm anticipating anyway, tomorrow things are better, but who knows? Snow is a fickle mistress and does what it wants. You'll have to get out in the morning before going to work and shovel your I driveway. Know. Yep. Th that's the worst. That is my least favorite experience. We'll need see how it goes. Need a flamethrower. 
Yeah, or the heated driveway. I need to start saving my pennies for a heated driveway. Maybe. I just flick a switch and it's like, aha! <laughs> Snow that falls on immediately melts or runs down to the street and we're done. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> In other news, Home Story Cup is over. Yeah, yeah. The tropical I mean, islands, it, yeah. Yeah, the tropical island of Berlin, Germany, in late November. <laughs> not quite. Everybody though, had a. It was, was it, it was not a, Berlin? It was about an hour outside of Berlin. Well, relatively speaking, it's as Berlin as any place on Earth. Come on. Uh, as any are you place saying the on weather Earth? is? Are you saying the weather is different because it's an hour outside of Berlin? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying the okay. geographical location is not Berlin because it is not Berlin. Fine. <laughs> I actually saw a thing on Reddit the other day about uh, people who claim they're from Chicago. Yeah. And there are like six or seven surrounding cities that are basically the greater Chicago area. But somebody posted a thing on Facebook, like basically gatekeeping it, saying, unless you're from Chicago proper, don't say you're from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh. Most of the comments were like, like, I just do it so I don't have to have a five-minute discussion about where I'm from. If I just say Chicago, they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that makes sense to me. That's why I'm like, I'm from Sydney. Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly. from Sydney, but I'm I'm from Sydney. Yeah, but you say Sydney, and it was like, oh, an opera house, great, done. <laughs> a harbor bridge, yeah. Yeah, harbor bridge, kangaroos. Yep. Fost Fosters, beer. <clears throat> yeah, no. <laughs> I know that one's not real. But the bridges, and we don't even call them shrimp. So. <laughs> Dang it, Dumb and Dumber, why? <laughs> Why would you ruin it? Anyway, Home Story Cup is over. If you had told me before the thing started that it would end with a Serral uh, Rainer Finals, I would have believed you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was... <sighs> yeah. I mean, we looked at this, right? No, we looked at um, Nation Wars. That's true. We looked at Nation Wars. This all happened really fast, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you look at the playoff bracket. It's like Innovation, Special, Serral, Sue, Cure, Rainer, Zest, and Trap. And you're like, yeah. Mm. Based on the names here, you can see this happening. I mean, Serral came through the loser's bracket. It's true. To make it to the final, which is amazing. Yep. Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe he did that intentionally so he could face easier players. Ooh. Three-dimensional chess right there. <laughs> He's like, well, I could make it to the winner's side, but that's like... Rainer's already up there, and Innovation's there, and he's beat me in 2019, so that sucks. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you go to the loser's bracket, then it's players like Solar, and Showtime, and Uthermal, and... Yeah. And you can spend more time scary. in the pool. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's true. It did look like a nice pool. Kind of wanted to go swimming. Mm. Lots of videos up on YouTube of, uh, like... Yeah. I think it was Eliza and Hajin. They had mermaid leggings or whatever like swimwear yeah that, yeah so they were swimming around <laughs> as mermaids it's like well i didn't expect <laughs> to see a laser <laughs> mermaid a laser <laughs> now i know <laughs> oh that's so good home story is the best mm-hmm. it's really it really good. is we got we got our shirtless roddy that was nice yeah that finally happened you got uh stats going down the water slide while recording it on his phone which was a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, yep, we did so get that. So some shirtless stats and some water slide action. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. And it ended up being a ZVZ finals, which, I don't know, for a ZVZ finals, I thought it was pretty great. I have not seen the finals, so. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, we've talked about this before. I hate ZVZ if it ends in a big baneling hit in the first three minutes. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And I hate it if it's just Roach Ravager and somebody overwhelms the other one with their Roaches and Ravagers and wins. Right. But anything outside of that, if we get Mutalisks, Infestors, Ultras, uh, Viper play, uh, Lurkers especially, I'm on board. And mm. there was a bunch of that. So it was nice. I mean, I think maybe it's just kind of a um, an outgrowth of how much these two have played each other. That it they really can't kill each other in the first ten minutes, it feels like, not usually. So it just lends itself to these longer macro style games more often than you would see in an average ZBZ anyway. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was on the new patch, which means no infested Terrans, which means no Zealot Charge, which means a lot of different changes, actually. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But were you able to see any games where you felt like the balance changes were really obvious? I'm going to blow your mind right here. I have not uh. seen any games. Okay, fair enough. Well, in that case, I will tell you that there was a series between Solar and Trap. Okay. No, Zest. Solar and Zest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Losers uh, Round 4, it says on the bracket here, which I'll link to you if you don't have it. Sure. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it was basically Zest was going sky toss and saying, let's see how this works without infested Terrans. And Solar seemed pretty lost, to be <laughs> honest. He was kind of like, ah, I'll make ultras. Yeah, I'll make ultra lists to deal with the ground army and hope my corruptors are enough. And spoiler alert, it was not. So <laughs> that was an example. I need to cast, because then what happened, spoiler alert again, is Zest then played Serral in the next round and Serral 3-0'd him. So I wasn't able to catch that one. I don't know if that ever went to a Sky Toss late game thing or if Serral just kind of won early. Right. But if that was a Sky Tossy, Void Ray, Carrier, Mothership, Storm kind of a thing, I want to see how Serral won without Infested Terrans. Mm. So I'm going to have to check out those VODs or load the replays up because that is the question. I mean, Rainer 3 0 Zest as well in the winner's bracket. So... <sighs> I mean, whatever they're doing, it seems like they're getting wins even without the Infested Terran. Yeah. So everybody who was like, Zerg is overpowered, and then Blizz was like, here are some changes. It didn't do much, apparently. <laughs> but Home Story, <laughs> I don't know if Home Story is a perfect example of the balanced state of the game right now. It's one tournament. <laughs> it is. Right? And it's, pretty much everybody's drinking, so yeah, <laughs> everyone, that? Everyone's drinking, and even if they're not, it's like, how much practice do they have on the balance test mod, anyway? Right. right. So, right. A, a lot of the strategies and stuff that we saw were still very 2019 stuff, right? Yep. That's exactly. Heard, so. so, that's fair. Mm. <laughs> Additionally, I cast for Africa on Saturday with Laughing Games. Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of that. And who was it? Was it Puck? Somebody kept asking, like, more than once, is this on... The uh, on the latest patch on the balance test mod, mm. and we were like, "Yes," and he's like, "Hang on a second, I need to read this." <laughs> uh. <laughs> so that was great, and oh, I think this funny. Zerg player he was playing against was like, "Well, now Zerg sucks and Terran is good. That's all you need to know." It was fantastic. Mm. Okay, it was a great time. So anyway, Home Story Cup is over. A Zerg one surprise, and. <laughs> uh, that's it for Home Story Cup XX, which mm. I've been told stands for 20. It, it does. Do you not know Roman numerals? I do, but okay. only up to about 100, and then I get lost. Mm. Okay. Boop, boop. So then there's Nation Wars. Yes, there is. Is there something you'd um, like to talk about in Nation Wars? Well, I, I was just going to check up on it. I don't Nothing think it's happened, I think, no. since the last pod. No, <laughs> literally Kay. nothing. All right, good. So we still have our playoff bracket, and um, nothing has happened. So cool. Yep. That's going to be going through, I believe we said December 8th. December 8th is the end date officially on Liquipedia. Well, it says Italy versus Mexico will be played at December 1st, 5 a.m. Oh, right, right, right. So that's when we're going to start the quarterfinals, and then it should be done by December 8th. Got it. I guess, yeah. That was the plan. Sweet. So that'll be fun. I like Nation Wars a lot. Yeah, it's good. Get to see if France can pull out the improbable victory again. <laughs> my money says no. Yeah, my money also says no. Mm. Not just because Korea is around, but because, you know, Italy is around and because <laughs> Finland is around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool if Rainer won it for Italy, though. That'd be nice. First time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, in fairness, Finland hasn't won it either. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for either of those players it'd probably be nice to win a nation wars hmm yep yeah yep. yeah yeah so I mean anyone who was saying that Serral is on his way out after what happened at BlizzCon eh, probably not the case if he is capable of still beating Rainer yeah probably not yeah. he's probably not a patch though I think we it's safe to say that as well <laughs> right patches change yeah. he's still gonna at win at this point <laughs> yeah yeah, I think you are correct, good sir. Serral, not Patch Zerg. Well, Rainer as well, I guess. Forgetting that. At, at this point, yeah, sure seems like it. Mm. 
cool. All right. Uh, is there any other StarCraft stuff? Is that pretty much it? Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Great. Yep. Unless you care that uh, Cyril finally got an Instagram account. <laughs> I do not. That's what someone on Reddit was like. Cyril just installed Instagram. I'm like, oh, okay. It's him having coffee with the laser. That's nice. <laughs> I mean, at least there's content. It's really yeah. annoying when people are like, I'm going to make an Instagram account and then never put anything on it at all. You're like, why am I following this? I suppose, yeah. Yeah, it could be worse. But coffee with a laser is kind of neat. Mm. Yep. Yep. Anyway, I'm watching so much TV. I was watching all of the TV, and then my buddy was like, hey, you should watch Watchmen. And I was like, uh, okay. And then it's super good. And I'm like, crap. Mm. More stuff on the list. I have heard a bad that time. it's good. It's good. So currently I'm watching uh, Fire Force, My Hero Academia, Mr. Robot, Silicon Valley, uh, Rick and Morty, and The Watchmen every week. Okay. That's a lot. That is a it's lot. It's a lot. Most of it's on Sunday, too. So like my Sundays <laughs> are just packed. Right, right. I'm watching Doctor Stone and The Mandalorian. That's it. Oh, yeah, and I'm watching The Mandalorian. Crap, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, put it on my list. Mandalorian. Uh, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. But I just really quick about Watchmen. What's interesting about it for me personally is that I have never read any of the graphic novels and never seen the movie. Right. So I came into this thing entirely blind. I didn't know who any of the characters were. I had some general concept of some of the stuff that had happened and some of the characters, but really nothing. Mm-hmm. So especially in this latest episode, I think it's episode six, some stuff happens. And I'm like, oh, okay, that was, that was kind of neat. I love the way they did that. The design looked good. I thought the acting was fantastic. And then I went and just kind of read up some stuff about the characters. And I was like, holy crap, that was a monumental thing that happened in this episode but without the context i just didn't get it when i saw it live right so without spoiling too much that is what watchman is doing it is taking existing material and spinning it in a way to make you blow your mind right okay yeah so in that way like i forget how much do you know about watchman i think i saw the movie okay i don't remember much not of it. super memorable yeah no <laughs> That's fair. I, I I remember I remember this guy who has like a mask that changes and it's like a Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh? and then there was a lot of blue dong, and then the guy with the smiley faces died. I think. Sounds like an admirable summary of the film. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Mm. Well, there you go. Now you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. So, one of the things, the original dude who put on a mask and fought crime is called Hooded Justice. Okay. And the crazy thing about the character is nobody knows who he is, and then he disappeared and was never seen again. The end. Like, that's Mm -hmm. his character arc. It's kind of nuts that for years and years, there was never an answer to who this dude was. Uh, Whether he's alive, whether he's dead, nobody really knows. He hasn't popped up in any sense. There's all these theories that, like, oh, we found this body, you know, shot in the head and dumped in the harbor. And kind of looks like about the same body type as Hooded Justice. Maybe it was this guy, but there's really no ability to prove it. Mm-hmm. But this last episode is like, hey, remember Hooded Justice? Let's show you some stuff. It's just, it's good. It's really good. So recommended Okay. is The Watchmen. And where, where can I watch it? Oh, it's an HBO show. Oh, I can't watch it. It's cool. I know. Microsoft Store probably has it at some point. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> As it does. Uh, um, it has the movie. And several motion comics. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know motion comics was a thing. Yeah, um, neither did I. Cool. All right. So no way for you to watch it legally. Anyway, it's exciting. <laughs> I recommended. I'll I guess we could talk it. about The Mandalorian since we've both seen that one, yeah? Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay. So I'm enjoying it. I don't think it's the best TV. I don't think it's super compelling. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely, when it's available, like I sit down and watch it. 
I don't procrastinate. I don't say, oh, I have to watch this so I can talk about it on the pod. I'm enjoying it enough to the point where I'm watching it of my own free will, which is nice. What a, yeah. like, starry review, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, well, I I don't feel compelled, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. There's a little bits where I'm like, eh. Like, the end of episode three, when he's, like, uh-huh. flying away, and then there's the other Mandalorian who's got a jetpack that's keeping up with his starship, and uh-huh. then uh, he salutes. I'm like, okay, that's a bit cheesy. <laughs> Could we not? It is. Okay. I think it's base-level Star Wars cheesiness, though. Uh? Yeah, sure. Like, do you have any, uh, like, what do you think is on that level? Of cheesiness in Star Wars? Yeah. I mean... So much stuff in the prequels, if that counts. I forgot about the prequels. Um, yeah. Like, so <laughs> like, much of the dialogue in the prequels is just like, Well, I, it's wow. a di- Yeah, I, I know. There's, like, bad dialogue. But this yeah. is, this is like... I don't know. This felt even worse. It was just, like... Especially the tone of the show for that episode was a lot of, like, being honorable and doing what's right and not giving the Empire a kid. Um, yeah. And then it's like, oh, gonna have this guy in, you know, salute like he's Iron Man flying through the sky. I think he was just showing off. He was like, haha, I have this and you don't. Because the Mandalorian's immediate response is, I gotta get me one of those, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of the relationship they have. It sure seems like they don't necessarily all get along. No, they don't. But, they but don't. when there's somebody outside threatening them as a whole, they band together, right? Um... Or threatening one of them, apparently, it's enough to get them to band together. Yeah, see, that's the that's the thing. It's not known whether or not if they would all jump and spring into action if any one of them was in danger, or if they did it because... Or why they did it. Because, like, they, he mentions that they'll have to move the hideout now, right? Yeah. And he, if they would have jumped up and sprung into action the moment anyone was... Any other Mandalorian was injured or being attacked by a bunch of people, then his like they're moving a lot. Well, yeah, one they'd be moving a lot. Two, <laughs> he he would have gone into that situation knowing they would come, which makes it like, oh, he's not trying to do the right thing because he knows that he has to try regardless. You know, do the mm. heroic thing. He's he's doing it just to get the other people into action. <laughs> Oh, that's an interesting, interesting uh, way to look at it. Yeah. Because when you first see it, you're like, oh, man, he's risking so much for this stupid Yoda thing. Yeah. He really cares about it. He's probably going to die here, but he's doing the right thing, what he thinks is the right thing. But if he's doing it the whole time knowing he just has to wait a few minutes and, like, 20 Mandalorians show up. (laughs) Right. It's less of a sacrifice. (laughs) 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 I like it. I like your theory. Mm. And, and also, like, I didn't mind them showing up, but seeing how effective he was at killing so many of them, when they showed up and they're in, like, equal numbers, that should have been, like, utter devastation. It, like, it shouldn't have even been a firefight. It should have been over in four seconds. I was shocked it kept going. Right. I was like, how many bounty hunters are over here? <laughs> like, a hundred? <laughs> right. <laughs> Because they were, you're right. He killed like 20 by himself. And then they're still fighting. Excellent mm-hmm. argument. Yeah. Which, the other thought I had, mm. just real quick, was actually hovering in the middle of the air is a really bad way to avoid getting shot. Mm-hmm. You're a perfect target, easily visible, and with no cover at all. So good luck with that guy. Yes. Okay. I'm glad yeah. I wasn't the only one. Yeah, they were jumping all over the place for no reason. Yeah. I mean, at least if you're moving, okay, it's hard to hit a moving target. Sure. But there were a couple dudes that were just like, I'm going to hover right here for about 30 seconds and just fire at stuff. <laughs> Boy, I sure hope nobody sees me and shoots me in the back. Yeah. Yeah. And when when he like took the Yoda thing and all the trackers started activating again, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, one, why did they hang on to those things? Right? Because they give them out with the bounty. The bounty was done. Why did they keep them? Like, I don't know. I felt like that was like in Dragons. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're just going to hang on to this thing in case this bounty reactivates. Um, well, but 
It's not. I mean, reactivates implies it's the same bounty, but it's not. Is the bounty to get the Yoda thing, or is the bounty to take down the Mandalorian? I right? assumed. I assumed the Yoda thing, and that would be uh. like what's going to happen moving forward. Is he's going to be tracked as he flees the star system, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there's no tracking. What do you mean? They don't have any tracking for the Baby Yoda thing. Remember, he didn't have any. No, yeah, he, he did. Though. He did. Yeah, they have the trackers, but they don't have a puck that shows who it is. But they had the tracking thing, which who knows how they get that to like correctly identify what it's supposed to be tracking. Right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because I, th- what was there? Wasn't there a job that um, Carl Weathers gave him that was like we don't know exactly where it is or what it is. We just have like a general. It was seen here last and. Like, go track it. He's like, that's not much to go on. He's like, well, you have skills. Go do it. Yeah, that's the Yoda thing. Yeah, but then you're right. It's all beepy and telling him where it is if he gets close enough. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so basically it's not a super tight written show. (laughs) (laughs) We're just just going with that at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So two, let's see, what was it? So one, Taika Waititi voiced the IG-77 assassin bounty hunter droid. Yes. Which, kind of a waste of Taika Waititi. Like, he wasn't particularly funny or anything. He was just a robot, right? I think he was kind of funny, right? Kind of, but you don't need friggin' comedic genius Taika Waititi doing that role. Uh, no, but... Uh, was there any point where you were like, this is a great character. I'm so glad it's Taika Waititi. Well, no, but it's like, no. you have Taika Waititi, why not? <laughs> I guess. I just saw it as a misuse of Taika Waititi, that's all. Right, well, maybe... I'm, a, I'm maybe especially he... grumpy about it, because I just watched Jojo Rabbit, and he's so good in that. Right, but maybe he was like, well, I'm a, I'm a producer on this show, I don't want to be acting as well, I just want to read some lines and let the CGI take care of it. Sure, whatever. <laughs> that was fine. Um, the other thing is that the Mandalorian is apparently acted by, and I'm saying this, and I'm realizing I'm not 100% sure this is the case. I can name other movies he's in, but I can't name him. I don't remember his name. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. To the internet we go. It's the best part of the podcast. Always is. Where Falcon says something and then realizes he needs to research it real quick. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Ah, that's the guy, yeah. So waste of Pedro Pascal. He plays Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, and he is one of the most beloved, incredible characters in the entire series. Uh huh. So good. He's so good on Narcos. So good on Narcos on Netflix. Uh huh. And in this role, it's like, uh, is he particularly interesting or funny or passionate in any way? No. There's nothing Pedro Pascal ab- at all about this character. It is such a waste of Pedro. Mm, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, what have you seen Pedro Pascal in? Like uh, Game of Thrones? I've seen okay, a, so you've, you've seen the Oberyn Martell stuff. Yeah, I've seen a little bit of Narcos, and I've seen uh, the Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Oh, is he in that? Yeah, he plays uh, the guy with the whip. <laughs> I did not see that one. So oh, you should. It's a good I didn't movie. realize he was in it. It's a good movie. Um, I was going to say. I don't know. I feel like uh, if you had gotten just some no-name actor, because he's in a suit the entire time, he literally can't take off his helmet. Yeah, um, and he doesn't say anything witty. No. He's very monotone. He's like, make sure some of this Beskar goes to the foundlings. Like, that's as interesting as his dialogue gets. Right. But I think he still does it in a certain way. I don't know how to describe it. Like, if you had just gotten someone who was disinterested, who wasn't, like, like, even just people being like, oh, yeah, I know who that is, makes it feel like a better performance. It might be just, like, Hmm. psychologically tricking the audience into thinking it's a better performance than it is. But... I also still haven't seen the other five episodes in this season, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they no, could. Like, it might not be wasted yet. <laughs> if it gets to right. the end and he has no real growth or arc, right? 
even like animating a suit of armor, I think he does a better job of it than just some random Joe Schmo. See, I don't think so. Like, when he says stuff, I hear generic American actor number 43. Hmm. There's no emotion to his lines. Like, the most emotion we see is him hesitating in handing over Yoda to the freaking Empire. Right. And him giving the little knob off of the lever to Baby Yoda at the end of episode three. Right? Right. Yeah. That's it. So sure, there could be more more ways for him to show it. But as it stands, it is the most generic performance. That's all. I don't know. I, I disagree. I don't think it feels generic. I don't know. Having played a lot of video games where it's like, oh, it's the Master Chief, he's covered in, in, in like an armored suit. I've seen a lot of characters that are just suits of armor yeah. uh, that have come across way more boring and sterile than this guy. You, I think Master Chief is way more interesting than this guy. Uh, I would, I would say, yeah. Like I was just using him as an example, but oh, okay. Um, th- there's a vastly more material for the Master Chief than this guy, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's yeah. true. Uh, I don't know. I feel like. Okay, so you're saying be patient. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying be patient, but also, he he's like a well-seasoned actor who can move fluidly in his role. I feel yeah. like other people might. Uh, be too rigid with it be like well I'm just like I'm in this armor it's supposed to be defensive maybe I should move stock here and that's something like the director should work out maybe and obviously yeah. directed him to do but I don't know you have to give some of that to the actor otherwise the, what's like you might as well just have made him CG <laughs> right? yeah for, yes for sure I mean I don't know we've talked about this before but I really feel like a director and writer makes the movie way more than the actors involved do there are too many films I've watched because I love the actors, but the writing and the directing was garbage, and therefore the film was garbage. You can't save it if those things are bad, no matter how talented an actor you are. So I would just, I don't know. Sure, I'd, but this, like, this isn't that case because the writing yeah. is mostly fine, and the direction is right. mostly fine. So yeah, that's fair. The combo of also having a good actor, you know, it's yeah, a burn. Just, yeah. just, I just want him to do more stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> so I hope he does. Because <laughs> I love Pedro Pascal. And this is a boring role for him. Okay, well, you're right to... You, you can think that if you want. Hooray, opinions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, good. Some Mandalorian's fine. I... I learned this about myself. We've talked about this before, but I feel like my attraction to Star Wars is generally lightsaber battles and space war fights. So mm-hmm. the fact that there have been none of those so far is not a good thing for me. <laughs> and I think I just need to learn to not expect those things because I don't know that that's what this show is about at all. Uh, yeah, probably not. I don't. I, yeah. I doubt Luke Skywalker is going to show up with his lightsaber and do stuff. Yeah. Uh, or like some... Uh, I don't know, some hidden Jedi that escaped Order 66, et cetera, et cetera. If, if, like, an escaped Jedi that escaped Order 66 shows up, I'm just, like, that'll kill the show for me. (laughs) I genuinely feel like that is the easiest get out of rewrote ourselves into a corner jail card, right? Yeah. Jedi are pretty story breaking. They just keep popping up. Right, because <laughs> if if you can say, "Oh, here's a Jedi that escaped Order sixty six, and then you can just say that again and again and again, and they do. <laughs> that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what um, Jedi Fallen Order is all about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another reason I won't play that game. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be getting it at this point. No. Kind of a mixed bag for people I've talked to, but there's just mm-hmm. not enough good about it. Yeah, I've heard that. It, like at worst, you can say is it's okay, <laughs> right? Right. And for an EA game, it, like an it's okay game that <laughs> isn't loaded with microtransactions makes it like the best thing that's released in years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, hmm. that's the Mandalorian. It's fine. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. What else? Uh, oh, so Carl Wither Weathers, who plays the basically the Lando role, basically, right? The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like it's not uh, Billy D. Williams, but it's Carl Weathers, and it's close enough. Um, <clears throat> so when the Mandalorian gets back. Carl Weathers spends a lot of time loudly trying to make everybody else in the room hate his guts. Yeah? Yeah. He's like, this guy could do it. You all suck. Check out this one right here. He's so good at this. You guys shouldn't even have jobs. Like, why would you do this? Why would you turn everybody against him when he just pulled off a huge thing for you and made you rich? Uh, that's the I point. He's rich. It. He wants Is to a show a off. Is it oblivious? Right. Okay, so he doesn't know what he's doing, is what you're saying. No, he does. He's, he, right? Okay. Like, the, the other bounty hunters already didn't like the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. They yeah, were, yeah. So this being like, haha, he's actually still better than all of you, is nothing new to them. <laughs> he's just being loud about it that he's made a lot of money. <laughs> but it's like, have you never been in school? Like, the quickest it, way for a teacher to turn a class against a student is be like, hey, this guy but, does all his work on time. He gets a perfect score on every test. Why can't you be more like him? And that's the dude that gets beat up in the locker room every day, right? Right. But yeah. two things. I would say, given the planet and the system they're on, no, he's never been to school. And <laughs> but just two, social situations. This right. is a universal thing. But two, that's already the situation. Nobody likes the Mandalorian. He doesn't care if they go and beat him up because he's rich. He wants to rub it in his faces that this guy brought him in a substantial amount of money. That he's, you know, if, even if they get, like don't like him, it's like, what are they going to do? He'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, probably will. Like, he's the Mandalorian. And he does kill them later. <laughs> that's how you know what happens. Yeah, several of them are super dead now. Yes, that scene is probably just to demonstrate their anim animosity towards him anyway. Like, none of them are like, all right, guys, I don't know about this. We're well, friends so, with this guy. Yeah, no. Yeah, every single one of them is like, let's do this. <laughs> right. Oh, man, yeah. I had the strangest, like, comparison when I was watching, like, the first episode when he's like, give me another job, right? He just wants another puck to go and hunt and yeah. bring something down. I was like, is this Goblin Slayer in space? <laughs> 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 there is a lot of goblin slayer yes yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm just waiting for like the young recruit you know to come up and tack along with him and slowly turn him into a person <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be good i mean he doesn't seem to care what he's hunting unlike goblin slayer but well, he's, he's really hunting. focused on the work yeah, yeah he's, he's bounty slayer that's yeah. Totally. And I assume there's a reason he's so focused on this. Like, he's trying to earn, I don't know, somebody's I, freedom, blah, blah, blah. Right? I assume just the Beskar, right? Like, it's a big deal oh. and the survival of the Mandalorians. Right? Well, but he didn't even know it was Beskar for this job. Like, he just, no, like, hopes he, eventually it will be Beskar. Or that he can earn money in a relatively quick way to pay for Beskar. Yeah. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> Right? Like, I need a yeah. high-risk, high-reward job that I can do repeatedly as many times as I can do without dying. Right? Bounty hunting. Right. Go have fun. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. It really did mean a lot to him that he mm -hmm. was able to get Beskar, and especially for the foundlings he mentioned more than once. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Fair enough. So, altruistic. Generally, mm -hmm. it's for the way. It's for the people. This is the way. This is the way. Mm -hmm. It's a good way to keep your people in line is to have some kind of a mantra like that. <laughs> <laughs> when she started saying this is the way, I was like, oh, oh everyone de-escalated the situation. Yeah, that's, hey, let's all do our cultish chant. All right, cultish chant time. They're Pavlov's yeah. dogs in space. Seriously, <laughs> it's very cultish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was? Ooh, one other thing I want to talk about with my TV. Rick and Morty is very good, by the way. Um, sure. But Mr. Robot. So yeah. I'm not going to go too far into it, but let me just tell you about a scene. Spoilers for the most recent episode of Mr. Robot. Okay. 
So, one of our characters is an FBI agent. She's good at her job, and she's been shown to be decent with a gun in the past. She's not like John Wick, right? But, there is a scene where she gets stabbed in the lung, drops to the floor. She's there for at least ten minutes, just like drowning in her own blood, right? Mm. She, after all of this, has the wherewithal, too, when one of the three... Like we'll just call them mooks. Mooks in the room guarding her gets mm-hmm. a little bit too close to her. She pulls the knife out of her chest. One uses it to slash the ankle of the guard who got too close. Two pulls the gun off of the guy and then perfectly headshots all three of the mooks in the room while on the floor, drowning in her own blood and basically asphyxiating. Uh, and adrenaline is a hell of a thing. The third dude she kills is the one that she knocked down, and he is behind her, and she shoots him square in the forehead without looking in his direction. It is so much John Wick. I could not believe it. Yeah, that sounds a little like... mm, I don't think think that should be possible for that character right here. No, definitely not. Like, maybe if she's on the ground and she's been beat up a little bit, but seriously, her lungs are like 75% blood right now. She is not doing well. No. No. She's, yeah. Okay. She's already paid the toll to the very... The, uh, God. River Sticks joke. It's in there somewhere. But... <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'm sure like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, she should be dead. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't imagine... Having my lungs filling up with my blood and being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to remove the knife. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's something to be said for adrenaline. Something to be said for, like, survival instinct. Mm-hmm. I get all that. But I would feel better about it if she didn't, like, she got him center mass instead of directly in the forehead. I'd feel much better about it mm. if she didn't get perfect headshots every time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's to the point that I'm not sure that scene actually happened, because this show has done that before we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. So. That's, yep, that's what that sounds like. That, yeah, it's it's a very fantastic shooting scene. That was her dying dream. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Like, she's actually dead, but she had this hallucination <laughs> that she was able to pull this off before she went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> That'd be amazing. That would be amazing, kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's a crazy show. It's almost over. I'm not sure how they're going to finish it, which is kind of fun. Okay. Cool. But you were going to say? No, I'm just like, I couldn't like think it, of a way narratively to fit in her dying dream into the show. Like, what would be the right. point of showing that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's good. I'll keep talking about it. Cool. 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 Oh, man. New screenshots came out for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Nuh-uh. They actually did stuff? What do you mean, nuh-uh? Why do you sound so surprised? Well, I haven't heard any news about this for like six months. Right, well, it's coming out in March. (laughs) Sure, that's what they said. (laughs) Look at the comparison between 1997 and next year. (laughs) It's like... So when they say it's a remaster, what they mean is they rebuilt the whole game from the ground up. Well, yeah, no, they don't. It's not Final Fantasy VII R as in remaster. It's Final Fantasy VII remake. They remade yeah. the game. Yeah, they did, hundred percent. Yeah, that's Which, awesome. Yeah, it's it's mind-blowingly different now. It's gonna yeah. be so good. It's like this is how I pitched it playing when I was. Let's see, I would have been four. You were playing this when you were four. It's a no, little complicated. No, no, I'm saying like well, it came out when I was four. And oh, okay. I, so maybe like nine. Or eight. Somewhere around yeah. there was probably when I played it. Yeah. And yeah, it looks good. Is it, what engine is this? Unreal? Uh, I don't know. It like it's Square Enix, and I don't. I think they use like uh, their own stuff for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looks good. Mhm. Yeah. There's a lot of changes, but uh, I think overall it'll still, it'll still. Uh, you know, it'll all come together how it's supposed to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you have faith. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody commented, well, it took 
20 years, but the table is no longer off center compared to the rug. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I didn't notice until that comment, but yep, it's true. Mm-hmm. Someone was like also real. someone also complained that they added a fourth chair around the table, but <laughs> <laughs> not my Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> There's four chairs. <laughs> That's beautiful. Mm. Uh, well, all right. I'm glad they did new stuff. Again, they probably haven't putting out updates, but I haven't heard anything about it in months at this point. Oh, I've just been keeping quiet. There's lots of updates. Oh, good. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Like, Excellent. Yep. Should be good. Should be good. Uh-huh. It's a little, uh-huh. like, I have a feeling they're going to be like, all right, it's been a month since the game came out. Now we're going to announce the PC edition. I'm going to be like, crap, I have to buy it twice now. I don't think you do. <laughs> no, no, I think I do. Like, I think that's a sickness you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Geostigma, but uh, that's a joke you won't get. Nope. My my PC significantly more powerful than my PS4 would play True. the game. It would make it look a lot better. Uh, you know. I see. Yeah, because console ports to PC always look great. <laughs> that's been consistent throughout gaming history. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Don't you really unless you have this. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Excellent. What else is going on in the nerd world today? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I did see Jojo Rabbit. I guess I want to talk that, about that a little bit. It's really good. Is it a Jojo's reference? Nope. Oh, okay. Not at all. Damn. That would be... Well, actually, you know what? There could be all sorts of JoJo references in this movie, and I wouldn't know, because I don't know anything about JoJo. So maybe... <laughs> Me, neither. Me neither. If you're a JoJo fan, maybe go see it and let us know. That would be incredible if Taika Waititi put a ton of JoJo references into his movie about World War II Nazis. Like That would be impressive. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody picks up on it except for the diehard JoJo fans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, here's why we're going to look so foolish if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is about World War II Nazis. Holy crap. <laughs> to the internet <laughs> real quick. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Plot. Mm. No. I'm just nope. control F it is on not. the uh, wiki and write not. search for Nazis. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Doesn't okay, appear. We're safe. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you know this is just a remake of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, no, it is not. It it's good. It is really, really good though. It's funny and it's affecting and it's terrifying and it's I don't know, just has a lot of heart. And it's kinda to the point where I think I just gonna see anything that Taika Waititi ever does for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Which is a good place to be, I think, as a as a director and a producer of art. Mm-hmm. It's where people just see your name and say, "All right, let's do it. You earn my bucks." Uh, I mean, it's it's a good place, but it's probably pretty precarious if he's like become self aware of that and it's just like, "Well, I can make trash and they'll come to see it anyway." Well, I'm not saying it's earned forever, but it's mm. here now. Right, but if you wanted yeah. to do a cash grab, he could. Easy, uh huh. Yeah. Plenty of people have. Sure. Yeah, but I don't know. Until he does, he's earned my bucks. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. good. So it's basically just about this poor little ten-year-old kid who's living in Berlin during World War Two, and mm-hmm. he's in the whatever they're called, the Young Nazis or whatever Scouts for the Nazi Army, I guess. Okay. Uh, but he's just totally on board. Like he wants to be important. He wants to be part of the movement. He believes everything they told him about the Jews and how evil and bad they are. But it's like towards the end of the war and Germany's losing it. And, you know, the adults in charge know, but they're not telling the kids that. Right. So, like, he's just desperately trying to fit in. And he's got this imaginary best friend who's Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. And he's just incredible in every possible way. He's hilarious for the most part. And... Yeah, I mean, a bit of a spoiler here, though, but he, um, 
his mom is part of the resistance. Okay. Like she's trying to fight against Nazi Germany this whole time. But her own son is like way into this whole thing and she can't really deconvert him or else someone's going to find out, right? Like he's right. 10. He can't keep yeah. this quiet. No. So it's just heartbreaking that he's talking about how evil the Jews are and how great Hitler is. And his mom's just like, I don't really want to support this. But at the same time, I can't dissuade him from it either or else bad things will happen to us. So right. it's good. It's good. It's deep. It's affecting. I really enjoyed it. The end. Hmm. What that what that reminded me of in like the broader sense is uh, I think it's the final episode of MASH or a episode of MASH. Where Hawkeye is retelling the story of how they were trapped on like a bus rescuing uh, wounded or something, and there was a local lady who the, the village had come under fire, and yeah. he's telling the story out of like this chicken that just won't shut up, and so the old lady snaps the chicken's neck because it was mm-hmm. going to give away their position and stuff, and right. then the episode just continues on, and it's oh it's like oh it wasn't a chicken it was her child. Ooh, that's on MASH? Yeah. Holy crap, there's child murder on MASH. I didn't know. That's incredible. Right, and it's just like... One of the... I don't know. For some reason, it reminded me of, like... Wanting to do the right thing for the child. And, like, keeping it, like, self-preservation to make sure that the child lives or you live. Right? Yeah. I yep. might be misremembering the story. It's been a while since I've seen that episode. Like, literally it's, 10 years. I mean, it sounds <laughs> like it made a, an impression, as it should have. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Uh, <laughs> Woo! Amazing. So, yeah, if you want to go watch a movie about Nazis and how dumb they are, this is a good one. Hmm. Too I many people need that, need that message in 2019, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing that we're still having to repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it comes out on streaming soon, and I definitely intend to watch it. I just, Excellent. Yeah. One day. Perhaps on the Microsoft Store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it's still in theaters here, so I don't think it... Right, but oh. it would give me it would give me a uh, pre-order option. Oh, okay. There's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure live-action movie. Okay. It looks like uh, you know the the Netflix adaptation meme. Oh like, yeah, uh huh. I haven't seen that for a while, but yep. It would fit in that. Okay. <laughs> it, looks, it does not look amazing. Mm. Like there's a reason that's a meme. This yeah. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. This JoJo's playing at movies today. Dandy was is not on, so maybe I'll go and see it. I mean, Taika Waititi is just from right next door, so you'd assume. <laughs> yeah, the the Waititis live next door to me. Yeah. Hmm? I mean, virtually, the world is a big place. New Zealand is basically next door. It's like Canada for us. It's not next door, next door, but it's closer than everybody else. <laughs> right, I understand the concept. It's just okay. It, it was, like that could be a great movie for Taika Waititi to living next door to me. <laughs> <laughs> the Watiti's next door. It's a good title. Not bad. Pretty strong. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Have you seen the new uh, like teaser clip for Star Wars? No. Is there a new teaser? Yeah, there's a new teaser. I mean, I've got my ticket. I'm going to see it. So, whatever at this point. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, how did it make you feel about the movie, in a general, general sense? In a general sense, not encouraged. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> this is gonna be great. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But back to the uh, Nazi thing. I do want to say we were making movies about Nazis in World War II, even before this whole revitalization of uh, the Nazi idealism in in the world. Right. So I don't necessarily think this is a reaction to that sort of thing, but I don't know. I just think it's good in general to remind humanity that this stuff happened and we probably shouldn't ever do it again. That's all. In okay. general sense. Okay. 
Uh, Somicron disagrees. He thinks it was no. great. I. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I want to make like the the, the slash s joke, but I don't want the sound clip." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Smart. Uh, I just like, uh, you know, bad things are bad. Thank you for the flash news point. <laughs> it's You're I don't welcome. know how. To, I don't know. It's also like, could we make movies about dropping nukes in Japan and how that's a bad thing? Please, please don't have nukes anymore. Right? We, yeah, we've done that. Sure, but you know, it'd be good to Not remind people again. It'd be good to remind people again. You know, it's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe yeah. uh, Japan can do that for us. They probably have. They probably have. I have a I think, movie. Uh, isn't Grave of the Fireflies that? I've not heard of that. So, Grave of the Fireflies is, from what I've heard, is the darn saddest anime of all time, and you should see it once, and you'll never want to see it again. Uh, but it's a Grave. studio of Grave of the Fireflies. It's a Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay, yeah. And it came out in 1988. Mm. Yeah. And it's right after the end of World War II, and it's incredibly tragic in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I should watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, I don't want to spend my weekend crying so maybe not <laughs> yeah it's uh, uh it's a legit concern with this we'll just say that yeah okay oh they did a 2005 live action version and a 2008 live action version holy smokes huh. see japan's keeping us uh, up to date on not making nukes anymore not nuking people <laughs> don't worry about it they got this covered <laughs> we'll keep doing anti-nazi stuff and they'll keep doing anti-nuke stuff and it'll be fine <laughs> yep. Good. Good. Oh man, did I tell you that one of my coworkers came back from a week in Japan and said she couldn't find any anime stuff while she was there? What? That can't be possibly be true. Yeah, I know, right? She was There's like, "No way." I have no idea. I'm like, "Oh, so what did you do in Japan?" It was like, it's mostly shopping. I'm like, "Really? <laughs> you couldn't? Couldn't? Well, you were in stores and there was nothing anime?" Yeah. Like, nope, I don't believe her. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't get it, but apparently that's a thing. Hmm. Nope. <laughs> I don't buy it, that's all. I don't know what uh, else to say about it at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I told Fatty, and he basically questioned the idea that the stereotype of anime being everywhere in Japan like, is just not as accurate as we think it is, right? It's yeah. not so prevalent that it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I agree with that. It, while that's certainly possible, and I had, there are definitely places I wouldn't expect to find anime, right? Yep. But it's... my my amazement was her inability, not uh, how widespread it is there. It's like if you're if you had a week in Japan, how long do you think it would take you to Google where could I find some anime in Japan? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> and my question point. is, what kind of ratings does anime get? For the movies and for the TV shows. I mean, I imagine it's fairly popular. It's, I would consider it probably to be its second closest, uh, second biggest uh, national export. Well, sure, right? there's national export, but then there's what is being right. viewed in the country. Right, but if it wasn't being viewed in country, they wouldn't be doing it in the first place, which means they wouldn't export it. Anime yeah. is still, like, it, like, Comparing Japan to the rest of the world, anime is still, uh, like, the biggest consumer of anime per country, right? Like, per capita. Yeah. Okay. Right. But I'm asking, is it, like, Avengers stuff where most people will see this? I don't know. Like, that would depend knows. on the anime. Like, that's, like... Sure. Not, like, not everyone sees the Avengers, but a lot of people mm -hmm. still go see a movie, right? Yeah. Right, I'm sure okay, most so people have seen an anime at some point. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what a really popular TV show in America would be. Uh, that's the problem. We're so fractured right now. I mean, Game of like Thrones. The last Game of Thrones. The last big TV show was Game of Thrones. Right. So you think it's as big as Game of Thrones? Like something like uh, My Hero Academia, that's really hugely popular, or Demon yes. Slayer, right? Yeah, I would, I would, I would say My Hero Academia is probably on the level 
of ah, okay. like Game of Thrones. But I mean, at the same time, I would say that it kind of gets like a pass because it's a shonen, which means it's uh, targeted for mass market. It's not like a niche thing. I feel like Game of Thrones was still fairly niche in that it was like a very particular brutal fantasy, which but isn't. I don't think most people go for that. But so popular. No, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was so good that it, like it pulled people in. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if My Hero Academia is pulling people in who weren't super interested in the anime. Right. Okay. Yeah. So not a one-to-one comparison, but probably pretty close. Fair enough. Probably. Yeah. Fair enough. By the way, I really like Demon Slayer. Have I said that already? You've mentioned it once or twice. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. So good. Oh, and the Cowboy Bebop. Man, I'm watching so much stuff. <laughs> I just want this to be my weekly Cowboy Bebop is incredible. And if you haven't seen it, like I hadn't seen it until recently, you should watch it because it's awesome and it's on Hulu. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop is phenomenal. It is. Like, I just watched the episode with the kid. You probably know what I'm talking about. Ed? Uh, I don't know if he has a name. He's just the kid who's been a kid since, like, that gate explosion that killed his parents. Who are you talking about? The kid. The eternal kid. Eter- oh, that kid, right? I f- Sorry, the guy that can't age or die, right? That yeah, guy. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 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 <laughs> yep. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just another example of here. We're going to introduce an incredibly complex and deep concept and a new character or two. Mm-hmm. And it's going to work. And it's going to be 20 minutes long. And you're going to care about these characters. And it's going to be really affecting. It's magic. The end. Yep. I don't even. I don't know how they do it. Like, how did they do this? I don't I, understand it, Somicron. I don't know. Demonic worship, probably. Soul probably. Sacrifice. Probably yeah. sacrificed like fourteen goats mm. for Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> the other thing is, people have really been talking about wanting Keanu Reeves to do a live-action version of Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Since Netflix like, is making a live-action, yeah. Yes, but he's not. But for years, people wanted Keanu to do it. To do right. Spike, yeah. But I don't get it. Like, sure, facial structure is fairly similar, and you could just grow out Keanu's hair and make it work. Mm-hmm. But Spike, he emotes a lot more than Keanu can. You don't think Keanu Reeves is happy enough to play Spike? Spike <laughs> is not John Wick. No, right? Like John Wick is incredibly stoic. Mm-hmm. Spike is not. Yeah. So that's all. I don't support those people who wanted or want or wanted Keanu to do Spike in Cowboy Bebop. That's all. Yeah. Spike. Spike's a very deep character, but he's not intense, right? I don't yeah. think Keanu, Keanu Reeves now especially can do an intense character very well. Yes. But yeah. if he tries, yeah, he tries to do lighthearted funny. It just doesn't really ever work that well. He can do dark well, humor pretty well. I think we're going to find out whether or not he could do Lighthearted very well, because he's doing a new Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure movie. That's uh, true. Oh, yeah. that's true. He can do Idiot pretty fantastically. But see, that's not Spike. Like, no. Spike is smart. <laughs> uh, well, it's a very specific thing that we're going for. And I don't know who should play Spike mm-hmm. in a live action thing, but I'm just, I am out on Keanu is all I'm saying. Right, right. Okay, that's it. Uh, uh, who who do you think should play Jet? Ooh, Jet Black. Yeah, Jet Black. So bigger dude, kind of older, sarcastic. <laughs> There's a great scene where he gives what's her face an invoice for staying on their ship and all the food <laughs> she's been eating and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I have a gift for you I'm not as much of a jerk as Spike is And then hands her the paper and she's like not funny <laughs> <laughs> He's fantastic Yeah uh, I don't know I'm not good at this game I'm not good at like what actors should play this role mm. But if you gave me options I would be able to choose I don't know do uh, you have somebody in mind I have two people I don't want to see in the role Because I don't okay. think I could do it Which is Vin Diesel and The Rock no. 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 Okay. I'm glad we're agreed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I need feel- to be someone who's kind of more heavy set, but still capable at a fight and is gregarious and kind of older, right? Right. Right. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. We'll talk about it next pod. Yeah, we'll think about it. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we're done. All right. We'll do a sports minute. Damn. Uh, yeah. Ha! Ha, ha, ha. Thought I forgot. Well, you know, we'll have to have hopes. Um, sometimes. Three, two, one, go. This NBA Sports Minute is just about how the Lakers did not earn the fact that they are the best team in the NBA right now. They have the best record, sure. They haven't beat many winning teams, but they look pretty unstoppable at this point. I just want to let you know that they did not earn this. Their owners are terrible. They drafted terribly. They developed young talent terribly. They did not do anything right. LeBron James just went to L.A. because he wanted to do the Space Jam. And AD followed him there and created a super team, yada, yada, yada. I don't want to hear anything from LA fans saying that they built this. They're just lucky to be in LA and lucky that the Lakers mean something from all of the years of success. But you haven't been to the playoffs since 2012. Your organization sucks. And I hope you flame out in the 2019 season. That's it. Is that not even close? I should really be tracking this. When did we start? Okay, so like about a minute ago. Twenty-eight. Fair enough. On my end, anyway, it's twenty-eight. Sure. Okay, rant. Man, you're not happy with the Lakers. It's a smaller rant this time, but it's one I've been practicing, so it was faster. Fair enough. All right. Well, cool. That's going to be it from us this week. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Please check out the merch. Please check out the Patreon. You can support Somicron's new work schedule, which is terrible. And if you have any questions for us, hit us up on Twitter at ATSomicron and at Falcon Paladin. And until next time, as always, thanks for being here, and you take care of yourself.